<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. These are the of you. It is true. The making. So welcome everyone. This is Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. You know, we're about to switch the name up right here. You know, I have one of a good friend, I would say, I've met that oh. you know, she 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 I love the way she she's rough. You know, when I say rough, she would get in your ass if you slip <laughs> off about something, if you're out of pocket, you know, but we need more people in the world like that to hold each other accountable for things. But she's understanding and she and I would say she's intelligent. But I would say all these positive things about her. She is with the Take Up Space podcast or Take Up mm-hmm. Space pod, as well as Champions of Discourse. And she does these episodes and season with alternating guests, as well as with her family member, her sister, which I love so much. Um, it, Kayla, correct? Yes. And we will get Kayla on the makers of you in the future as well. <laughs> but once again, I love the energy. I love the support. And, you know, when we have podcasts, with, I would say we're the podcast with a purpose. And I believe you're a podcast with a purpose as well. So I really do appreciate the work you're doing. So I'd like to introduce our guest, Leah. So, Leah, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Okay. How are you doing? I am blessed. I, I can I complain, you know. I Man, it's just I'm well rested. That's and that's a big plus. Um, yes, especially in what's going on in today's world to get rest. Because everybody can sleep, but to actually get rest, rest is a we big take difference. that for granted so much. Man, and and take and take care of each other. I'm hearing my family good. I talked to one of my good friends in Houston, James Frankowski. You know, he was you know. He told me he wasn't having the best of days, but I was able to uplift his day. That makes me, you know, feel good when I make oh, somebody good. else's day feel good, you know, but yeah. somebody else's day better and make them feel good. But, you know, I'm better because I got you here today for the makes of you. So <laughs> Leah actually listens to the episode. So she knows what she's in for. You know, I, I, we've had some guests like I wasn't ready, but if you listen, you'll be ready, baby. You would have to stress about it. And y'all know That's this. Right. First question is always, have you heard any of the episodes? Do you know what the cadence is before you just jump in here? Oh, I just showed up with no homework. Hey, so get we're ready. Schedule this. <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, we, we, no, we're about to get ready. You get, you got to, we're going to put your feet to the fire. You know, we'll get to yeah. it. And this is season three, you know, and 
it's something that we always trying to add something new and but at the end of the day it's the same recipe we really well it's not the same it's the same end result we want you know we want to make sure this comes out beautiful so you know we're going to start off with the first question leah how do you describe yourself oh um describing myself and this is this is when I saw this question on, I looked at multiple episodes to see how everybody else answered it and how I describe myself really would depend on the context Um, because context is important. Just like when you have definitions and when you have different words or phrases that you use use in life, it is very important to know what context you're using it in. So the way I would describe myself in church is different than in a job interview, which is different in a family setting. And so in this setting, um, I would describe myself as a ambitious Black woman in America, striving to create a legacy for those who come after me. I like that. I yeah. like that. And one thing I love you trying to describe the context. I let the context. You create your own context. That's the part of yeah. making you. That's, and like that's what I appreciate. But I love see, and that's why I love Leah. She love dissecting and putting it together. But I'm, I want to. I want to hear y'all. How you feeling today? It may change tomorrow. Yeah. But I want to know how you feeling today. Yeah. So, what do you identify as? Um, I identify as being a black woman who is Christian. Um, I identify as being of the older siblings. So I identify myself as a leader in most settings. Um, unless like I'm out, (laughs) I'm, I'm out assertive. Like if there's somebody who's more assertive than I am, like you can have it. I don't need that competition. Um, I identify myself as a problem solver, as a um, as a conscious person. I try to make sure that I'm I'm taking care of the people who are around me and giving them space to be who they are. All right, just going a little bit of astrology. What is your sign? Um, I am actually on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces. I am on the Aquarius side, and then the next day is Pisces. So I am right there on the cusp. How would you define your childhood and upbringing? Um, above average. I would say it's above average because I grew up in a large family. There are uh, 10. Hold, hold on. Is everybody Just, okay? <laughs> it's okay. Are you guys okay? Hey. <laughs> Okay, you know, it's all right. Yeah, you asked the question. You asked the question. Listen, you got the answer. Said, he said they're good. I was like, okay, cool. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? How would you define your childhood and upbringing? I would define my childhood and upbringing as above average because I grew up in a two-parent household. Um, I would say we're upper middle class. Uh, based on the nar- the area that we grew up in and the access to different resources that we had. And um, 
we're, I mean, we're a family of, so there's, I have nine siblings. There are three boys and seven girls. Um, my parents are still married. They'll actually be celebrating 36 years in October. So, yeah. So I would say that, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I would definitely say that it's above average, but fairly standard for uh, for what we would consider uh, being black in America. So, yeah. Okay, and you uh, you answered about if you have any siblings. So you have nine siblings. Mm-hmm. Okay, where do you fall in place with your siblings in order? I am number four. Okay, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so Lessons. I'm towards the top and I'm number I'm number four. Okay, okay. Where do you consider home? Home is where my family is. Um, I grew up in the Bay Area, California, and that place will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, but I can't necessarily call it home because I've been away for so long that when I go back there, there may be some familiar faces, but so much has, has changed in the form of gentrification and culture that uh, because of the gentrification that I can't really say, oh, this is like, I can still drive into Hercules, which is the city I grew up in and still smell the pine trees. And it reminds me of my childhood. So it makes me nostalgic for that. But my home is wherever my family is. So now that my siblings have kids and the new generation is coming up, wherever they are, that's my home. Okay, all right. (laughs) Did you have any chores growing up? All the chores. Okay, okay. Name a few. We had, uh, in our household, we had gender roles. Um, It was... Uh, the boys took care of the uh, vacuuming and the trash and, you know, stuff outside. Um, the girls made sure that we washed dishes, we did laundry, um, clean bathrooms, whatever the case may be. Like, we, yeah, like, make sure you take care of the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. So I, I mean, I swept, I vacuumed, I took out the trash when the boys weren't weren't there. I did dishes, I cooked, I pretty much took care of my siblings. Um, not as much as my older sister did, but yeah, I did a lot. Whew. Man, you got me all torn up. You got my allergies flaring up. I mow, did they, the boys mow the yard? Um, they actually, I don't think so. Whew. Did they? <laughs> I, actually, I don't. I know that we had to like there was so we had apple trees, plum trees, and stuff like that. So we had to go out like as a as a unit and pick up apples. That's but as far as no, we had a person who came to actually uh, mow the yard. But uh, raking and picking up apples definitely was us because our grandmother made apple pie. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. The makers of Leah. Okay. Apple pies by Granny. Yardman in the 90s. Okay. All right. So what were and what are your beliefs? Um, what were my beliefs? I thought my parents were the end all of the all. And so it was whatever they say goes. Um, and so anything I wanted to ever succeed with in life, I felt like I needed to 
um, figure out what they wanted to know what I wanted. And so now, um, and then also like growing up Christian, I, I, <laughs> I used to have the, yes, Jesus loved me, this I know. But now I've like grown up to actually know him as my father, my comforter. Um, I have a personal relationship with God. Um, and even though I was baptized as a child, um, I feel like now I've grown into that relationship on my own without my parents. And so now it's more about what I want, regardless of how they feel about it, because I have to, I have to live my life. And so, um, unfortunately they're not going to be here forever. So I just got to do whatever makes me happy. So. I absolutely understand that. What was an impactful moment in your life? Oh, there were so many impactful moments. Um, I'm just going to talk about how recently because that is probably the thing that's hitting hitting the hardest. Um, the probably the most recent impactful moment was being a part of this group. And being around, yes, and I'm gonna tell you why because, and I don't know if I should talk about it here. I don't, I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna see how this goes, and I'll let you know if I'm willing to keep this part in. Okay, okay. So, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk this out because I feel like we're mature enough to have this conversation. All right. So are you like saying I'm, we like you and I, or are you just talking about people in general? No, you and I. being a part of this group challenged a lot of the beliefs that I had about myself because um, if you remember when I initially joined this group I was explaining how hard it was for me to actually find a group of black people who actually would appreciate me for being me without saying that I need to listen to certain music. I need to be around certain people. I need to do certain things, um, you know, to keep my black card or get my black card or whatever the case may be to be accepted by this group with this arbitrary checklist, right? But being a part of this group has challenged me in a lot of ways of, okay, and I'm like, well, no, I haven't, I haven't heard outcasts. Okay, and I haven't heard, you know, I don't really care for Brandy that much. Okay. And, and without it being like an issue, oh, you're not this, you're not that. And I was like, I actually have the freedom to say these things without being, without being ridiculed, not even being judged, but being ridiculed for my choices and what I like and what I don't like. I have the freedom to be, um, to be free in sticking to my guns of what I like and what I don't like without having without the fear of being rejected. And I think that um, that fear of rejection kind of uh, kind of quelled back in the end of 2019. So, or, or beginning of 2020. And so now being like halfway through this crazy, crazy year um, and being a part of a group like this where I can, um, I can be assertive and not be taken as like, well, damn, like she's a bitch. Like I can, I can be like, I can be who I am without being like, Aaliyah, you need to soften up. You need to, you need to not do that. You need to, we don't, we don't really take too kindly to doing that. Or, you know, now I know why, like, and it's just like, I have that, I have that freedom. And then even 
even within the group individually, um, each of you have challenged me in many different ways where uh, you yourself, you've challenged me to not just think about, yeah, like you challenged me because I, because I really, I never saw what I did because I love sociology and because sociology really explains how a person became who they are based on the culture that they came from. And so I loved talking to people to find out, okay, well, why not, not in a, not in a uh, patronizing way, but why is it that you, why did you come to this conclusion? You know, why do you, why do you believe that, you know, women shouldn't get abortions? Why do you believe that alcohol is wrong? Why do you believe that, um, you shouldn't get married. Like there are, there are different things that have occurred in your life that explain those things. And so you seeing those, you being able to put that on a platform, like that is cool. Cause that's a part of me that gets to see what it looks like talking to different people. Right. Um, even with Jay, Jay, Jay has been through a lot more than me. Um, but she is this girl. And I told her the other day too, I was just like, girl, you're it <laughs> like you're I'm not saying that you're perfect but like you are a badass for real where it's just like like that's the kind of woman that I was like man because normally I and I never thought what would happen if I met a woman like her where I would see her as competition or I would see her as um as a threat or anything like that no like I saw her and I was like, she's really doing it. I really want to big her up. I really want to support her and help her to go further or whatever it is, blah, blah. I mean, I have much to offer, but being able to befriend a woman like her uh, really exposed a lot of myself where initially I was like, man, I feel childish being a part of this group, like with the person like her there because she's so grown at what she does and what she believes. But it's like, yeah, but she also has years on me. So she's not that much older, but by her having gone through the path that she's gone, and me not even getting to, because I've never been married, don't have kids or any, anything like that. And she's been there. So I like really have to check myself, like, you know, like being able to converse with her and talk with her about different topics is, is hella cool. Where it's like, even if we disagree on stuff, we can do it respectfully. And it's not ever like a, it's not ever a competition. I've never met um, a woman where I didn't have to, I didn't have to play it up or whatever. Like I'm more sneakers and jeans and she can dress it up and do all that and all, all of what she does and be amazing with her makeup and all that beautiful stuff. And I don't ever have to feel like, Oh, I have to try to, I have to try to get on her level or try to impress. It's like, no girl, do what you do. Um, and then even with talking to, talking to Peabody where he is, He's where I was I th- it, socially. He's where I was socially in 2007, 2008, um, where it was just kind of like the smash and go thing, where I wasn't really like trying to establish any kind of relationships. And so like seeing him come out of that and growing into something more is like really cool to see. And um, that really reminds me a lot of where I've been and where, um, and it's cool because a lot of the stuff we don't see, we don't agree on. A lot of stuff Peabody and I just don't agree. And he tries to do the thing of playing both sides. I'm like, no, 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 no
<laughs> so, um, and so, but it's not, but I can ask him direct questions without it being taken as a disrespect. Um, and who else do I talk to? Uh, G-Jack, we're praying for. <laughs> we're praying for G-Jack. Hey, that's my boy. <laughs> that is everything culture. All I, listen, we, we all listen, I'm saying listen. is that because DJ, because I met DJ, um, I met DJ on one of the lives, but he wasn't, he wasn't as talkative. And then when he started to be more talkative, it he reminds me that I don't have to go so hard all the time. And um, some people, listen, you just gotta pray for him and keep pushing uh, because they they're gonna think how they want to think, and there's nothing that you there. There's no amount of evidence you can bring to them that's going to make them say, oh, I never thought about it this way. How they think is how they think, and that's okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not, it's, it reminds me of, uh, to check my energy, of where I'm putting in my energy, of where I am, you know, is it going to be, is it going to be effective for me to, you know, try to tell this person, yo, you know, this ain't it. <laughs> am I like, am I going to try to convince this grown person that what they're doing is wrong? It's like, no, I'm not going to convince them because they are grown. I can probably tell them my perspective and they can go do their own research and have a change of heart. But there's nothing in a two hour conversation that I'm going to be able to do to change. So that's like, so that's what really like, he really helps me in figuring that out. Then there's like, Okay, who did, I, who did I go through? Uh, who else is there? Dawn. Dawn and I are uh, are very, very, very similar. Very similar in Yeah, in people, y'all try, to gang, y'all try to gang up on me about shit. It's great <laughs> effort. It'd be great effort. I would tell you that. Dawn. Yeah. I would just, go ahead, but go ahead. Let's make you some Leah. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, Don is, uh, very, um, I don't want to say Don is, Don is me, uh, if I was shy. And so she has her moments where she can be the loud one that she can try to get the party started. But as far as the, uh, as far as the assertiveness, that's where like that's more me and so um and so we've gone through very similar things and we've talked about how they've helped us to come where we are and we we think very similarly and so I think that it's cool to see that hey you know I'm not at the same place (laughs) I'm not at at this place by myself like I have actually somebody who I can like kind of bounce off of um then there's Mike who I like I told Mike straight up I was just like so listen sir how do you how do you say that you're an introvert I don't understand I don't understand your I don't understand how you're an introvert because the amount of talking you do we are on this but it was just but I told him I was like listen uh you are articulate you are you think through the problems you're not trying to convince anybody otherwise you're just stating your claim and you can think however you want to think and like i'm like that's that's how attractive like that's what that's really what being able to have that understanding without being bombarded with other people telling you that you're wrong 
that's what a lot of people appreciate. That's the kind of energy that people gravitate toward. And so I was like, so that's like, that's really dope. So even though him and I can disagree on the nuances of things, I think that us being able to talk out our points, even when you two go at it, it's like being able to, yeah. <laughs> being able to talk, being able to talk those things out without it turning into disrespect. That is, that is something that is rarely seen, especially in today's world. Um, especially amongst black people because we see everything that's disagreed is a disrespect but disagreement does not always equal disrespect it just means we have two different perspectives same goal different ways to get there doesn't mean that one way is wrong or one way is right it just depends on what you're willing to give up and that means to an end absolutely agree and that's why i say I, we can go back and forth on it mike and i once again i'm probably go, this is the making of you but this is a lot of conversation about making if, if all of this making it up this is some good stuff for the episode as well but yeah we, we but we can keep it right here if you like it if you like it but man okay. i would say like man like but i'm just gonna say this one part and we're gonna continue because this is the makers <laughs> you everything you're saying about mike that's g jack's point of view that's what he tried to portray he doesn't try to tell people what to do. He just say his perspective. And you can think mm. the way you think. You should let me think the way I think. So he feels like he's being attacked every time he says something. Because many of us, like, you're dead ass wrong for it. You know? So he does take in, like, and me, trust me, y'all think y'all hard on him. <laughs> Please believe it. <laughs> he gets this shit way before he even come on. This is one of the reasons we started Beckons of You. because I mean, not the Beckons of You, but everything in culture. is because, man, me and him, every morning, we... My wife was like, I heard you going back and forth with Gig this morning. Like, <laughs> like, but but and, I, and the reason I, I'll go back and forth with him because I love him. You know, if I didn't mm -hmm. love him, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about what you think. You know, like, whatever. I state this. Okay, you crazy. Keep going. But I always try to explain the error in our ways. And I, But I do understand his perspective. Even though he feels like we don't, I'm like, I absolutely understand your perspective. I just absolutely disagree with it. But that's what I'll be trying to tell. But, but, that's, I, but that's where it is. A lot of people think that disagreement is disrespect or, or misunderstanding. And it's not. It's not that I misunderstand you. I understand. It's because I understand what you're saying. Correct. That I'm that, with you. Absolutely. That because was all I tell Because every time G Jack and I go back and forth, I just like my first thing is let's get an understanding. I just want some clarity. Let me ask you this so that I, that I make sure I understand. Right. Is, is this what you're saying? If it's not, please clear it up for me or or help me to understand what Correct. you're saying, where you're coming from. And then let me tell you why, not why you're wrong, but what my perspective is. Correct. Because by and large, even when we're talking about the um, Kanye West, Candace Owens thing and the Hodge twins, where we're just like, look, the discourse is dangerous. He's like, but well, we should cape for Kanye. Okay, you can't say these things and not say why. So the difference between D-Jack and Mike is that Mike will actually back back up what he's saying, even if it's even if the facts are not as strong. And that's why I go back and forth. And that's the same thing. I go back and forth with G-Jack. I go back and forth with Mike because you just the facts are not strong. I try to base my conversation off actual facts, and I'm yeah. like. I can't argue with that. And I was like, okay, you know, let's see how things yeah, take us. Like, it's, like it's, it's, really, um, it's really important, I think, that if you're going to stand on something, especially if you're, if you're making a bold statement, mm -hmm. 
have a reason as to why even if it's flimsy have look i let people because what happens is and this is how this is why racism doesn't work against context when you say well i hate this group of people why do you hate this group of people why do you choose to oppress this group of people oh because this is what i was taught but why do you think you were taught this because they did it the generation before. Well, why did they do it? The gener- oh, because they did it before. Okay, but if you don't have where did it come from? What's the foundation right. of it? And once again, right. and that's why the model, the the mantra, the the motto of this show it comes from, or the the it's not the motto, but the mission is to get to know other cultures, backgrounds, and traditions because of Martin Luther King. It based off right. fear. Because right. people and if they spot fear, because people don't know. When people don't know something, they become they they're in fear of it. Because I don't understand yeah. it. It's we we have words like weird. Oh, what the fuck is that? When you it's you, weird. You, it's strange. It's strange. different. It's this and that. And instead of just getting so to understand it, we are going right. to be dismissive of it, and we're going to speak negatively of it. So that's yes. how many people operate. And I once again, I'm trying to be. I've, I've been that person. You know, growing up, but I've also been that child that I ask questions, and I believe we yes. should continue to ask questions. Okay, now certain yeah. things. If you don't like me, some people would like, you know, in these other conversations. Once again, and y'all get on me all the time about because, and I intend to have all these conversations on the show because it's so many ways to go. It's a culture of way of people thinking. Um, right. But how do we grow? How do we get better? And how do we overcome? You know, I'm doing the same thing, the mission that even Martin Luther King and H. I compare Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, but understand before the death of Malcolm X, he started to build a bond back with Martin Luther King and he left the nation. Was, speak when you tell the story, tell the full story. Listen, and Martin listen. Luther King was not People always just peaceful like, no, as well. They're, they're the antithesis of each other and they're standing on opposite sides. And it's like, no, that's what the history books want to portray. Well, that's yes. not actually what happened. Let's yes. read the whole story. Let's yes. talk about what happened. Like, yes. why did why did um, why did Malcolm X, you know, leave the nation? Why did he? Um, because because if he was because was who was it? Um, the Honorable Mahad, Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad he got into yeah. it with. Yep. He got into it with him, right? Yeah. And so it was, it was allegedly like, abusing, not just abusing women, but manipulating. He was, you know being all powerful <laughs> you know yeah, and, and when you see a person who you look up oh. to as um infallible like that's where you start to and that's what i had to break out of right when um when i said that i look into my parents it's like and, and, I and thought for a and, long time and i'm gonna like, pause you right there because we're going to go to the next question so i'm telling you no no it's fine because we're going to go into who were and who are your role models um, so my role models change regularly, um, which is necessary because I'm striving for the ideal situation, right? Not a person. Because if I say, oh, look at Beyonce, Beyonce did X, Y, Z, I need to follow the path of Beyonce to get what, what Beyonce has, right? I mean, I like it. I may I may not like what or I can look at look at my mom. 
and look at what she's done. You know, she has her doctorate. She's uh, teaching financial literacy. She's able to impact like all these communities. An amazing thing, right? Um, do I want eight kids? <laughs> do I want? Do I want to be? You know, that like, do I want to get my doctorate? Probably not. No, I may not want to go into educational leadership. Like, I may not want to do those things. And so, I can't just look at people and their lives and say, you know, ultimately, this is what I want. So, what I do is just like at a buffet. Oh, I see this person accomplish this thing. I see this person accomplish this thing. I see this person accomplish this thing. And then I kind of create the um, the life that I want with a whole bunch of ideas. Take whatever I like, throw away the rest. Because I know what I'm capable of. I know where I want to go. And my thing is to always move forward. So even if I'm walking in direction, I don't... I may not like in the end, I'm still going to move forward. Now I just got to shift directions. So um, like right now, it's the business. Don't know what this business is going to do, how it's going to take off, if the, if the whether the podcast is going to do well, the consulting part is going to do well, the debates are going to do well. Whatever it is, I know that I most enjoyed working on putting together the debates. I mean, when I tell you I was kid in a candy store happy, like I felt I, like I prom- I told my sister like the night before, I felt like I feel like I'm getting married tomorrow or I feel like I just won the lottery. Like that excitement that's embodied on so many shows, like that's the excitement I had for doing the debates. And I was like, if I can just get paid for doing this thing, that's what I wanted to do. So my I so my my role model really is looking at the ideal version of myself, the ideal version of where I want to be. And it's flexible enough to change from season to season, still going forward. Cause that's, that's the goal to keep moving forward. I want, to, I don't want to be in the same place a year from now. I don't want to be in the same place five years from now where it's like, I look at all these people I've visited all these places, lived in all these places. And I see people who are just like, yeah, I've been doing the same thing for the last seven years. And that's okay for some people. Me? Nah, that's not, <laughs> especially if I'm punching the clock. It's not, it's not what I want to do. That's not where I want to be. And so since I'm single, since I have the flexibility, let me just go off and be free to do what I want to do. Live your life. And I see yeah. what you did there, you know, your role model is the future you. I, I, I see yeah. what you did there. I see. I like that. I like that. Right. Yeah. We will get into that later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, next question: How do you define joy? Oh man, joy is especially now. It can be hard to attain, but joy is this unwavering feeling of peace it is because joy can seem joy can joy has been defined as you know the ultimate happiness but that's not happiness is fleeting happiness is a choice you have to choose to be um happy in whatever situation but joy is undeniable joy is unshakable joy is 
overwhelming and it's and it's almost inexplicable like you can point to a thing or or point to a situation or um like even even when i said even when i talked about the debates previously um i was joyful like yo i get to i get to do what i love my friends are be are coming through i don't have any money to pay these people i don't even have merch to give them but they're just coming through on the strength that they want to support me you know what i'm saying like having having my friends and family come through to to do something that they may not have any knowledge of they they probably seen me or heard me do it before but on the strength that they they want to support me and they love me um people like you come through and I get to play <laughs> like that's 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 what it is like I get to play you're on mute <laughs> I know I'm on mute I usually try to let you but I did I loved it I I highly enjoyed it I really do I was like because I love being a judge you know that's my thing when I'm at people my opinion matter you know and I'm yeah like, take it in that that's that that was a joyful moment for me as well so I'm glad we all shared that all right what are some privileges that you benefit from? Ooh, um, I have a job that is a privilege. I work in the financial sector, which having background in the in finance and being able to, even though numerically dyslexic slightly, because I can't. It's the it's the numbers always gets me every time. I have to repeat it four or five times. I may say it incorrectly but in my mind i know the order is supposed to go in don't even get me started i have a whole system um but um being able to work during this time is a privilege Uh, coming from a two-parent household is a privilege so i don't have to um i just thought about this i'm sorry i'm going on a tangent okay it's a privilege to come from a two-parent household, um, especially one where no matter how they, no matter what went down, they were a team. And it is so hard to find a person who understands that mentality. And so because it's, it's, I didn't recognize this as a privilege until I was watching another episode and, um, and then we talked about it, um, in a live and I was just like, no, it isn't like being upper middle class privilege, but having both parents and my siblings under the same roof is a privilege, like being able to knowing who all my siblings are is a privilege being able to see my nieces or nephews is a privilege uh being able to afford my own place is a privilege um there are so many privileges that um that i have that i mean and and we could talk about like so many other things but i think that there are some privileges that comes with being a woman um some of them are um patronizing privileges but privileges nonetheless um but i think that it is um it is hard to 
to find another person who understands the importance of family, especially in today's world. Because it's like, oh, I'm gonna just go ahead and do what makes me feel good. But there's, but okay, after you leave, are you just gonna be gone? Or are you gonna build a legacy? If you're not worried about legacy building, then have your fun, but that's not what you're gonna get here. So, um, and then I have I have the privilege of being in sound mind and being able to work on my mental health um, with a therapist or by myself and being able to know how to reparent myself so that I can start to do the work of, not even start to, but like finish the work of detaching myself from the idea that I had that my parents would have of me or what my family would have of me so that I can stand on my own too. Because for a lot of it, I was just like, I'm still like, I still wanted to be a kid. I really did. I still wanted to be a kid. And so like, I have the privilege and space now being single instead of being thrusted into a relationship, being single, working on growing, really growing up and really uh, taking on um, more of an adult role in my life. So, yeah. Thank you. I was like, that was one of the most mature and overall encompassing responses to that question that I've had. Like, thank you for sharing. That's why, like, once again, I, I don't like talking a lot on the making of you. I say that time and time again. Okay. It's okay. Listen, we're having a conversation. It's okay. that's, what I know. that's what it's about. But I'll make sure it's about you. And next question. Okay. How were you disciplined growing up? Oh, <laughs> so listen, I, when I tell you, I put my parents through some stuff, yo, I put my parents through some stuff. Um, and one of the, so, okay, coming up, we got whoopings, um, we got punishment or restrictions, um, I don't, I can't, I can't think of, I can't, I don't think we ever been put in timeout. Um, we had like things like phones and stuff taken away. Um, but it's crazy because one of the things that I felt I would have actually got it for, um, my parents did, I didn't get whooped for it, but they did, they like gave it wasn't even that they stopped talking to me. It was just that they, um, their conversations were very short. And um, that that disappointment like burned in me. <laughs> so, uh, but it was because I forged my, my report card. And so um, I forged my report card and um, like I think that one stands out above all the other all the other punishments I could have ever had because the disappointment. Like, okay. Hold on, did you say disappointment? That was that a new word right no, there? Disappointment. Oh, I thought you said they were distant and disappointed. I thought that's something you no, were no, They were okay, so here's I think they were equally as um because the report card, the forgery looked great. Like if I do say so myself, it looked very close to the real thing. What grade? 
Um, junior, sophomore, junior year, something like that. And so um, I uh, didn't even, I didn't think like how far this would go. I just was like, I knew my grades were bad. And so I didn't want to have to not. So, <laughs> so, um, so I, I forged my report card and my, uh, and I think they were equally shocked as they were disappointed because they were just like, like my mom's, my mom's question was, how did you even do this? And I think she was asking like, because it looked so good, like, where did I get this from? Or how did I, how did I attain it? Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. So I think they were equally like, as like, how did she even like, they were equally as amazed as they were disappointed. Okay. I'm not outwardly judging you. I'm just laughing at you right now. (laughs) And you made it through it. You made it through it. I did. It was that was listen. That was a cold ride home. Oh, that was. Oh, it was cold. It was what, this kind frosty. of going, this kind of going to our new question. Then this is uh, not only our next question, but a new question that you actually heard recently. If you could start over in life, mm-hmm. would you? No. reset button. Okay. No. I would I don't I don't think that I would start over because I think that I finally reached a point where I am satisfied. Not just satisfied, but I'm content mm-hmm. and excited for the future. Like there's so many more things that are coming that starting over, like ugh, who wants to who wants to like even if I was reborn. I don't want to go through all that. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to go like, no, I don't want to go through any of that again. I don't want to go through that. Like I needed that awkward phase of what did I want to do? And, and the time in college, the time in high school, the, the arguments, the, the makeups, the breakups, the relationships, I needed all of that. And so yeah. going through all that stuff again, no. Yeah, Okay, what is a quote that you live by? So, like the ideals that I uh, seemingly chase, um, my quotes change from time to time. Um, and they re- they really change when I have like different conversations with people and I get more sure about what where it is I want to go, what it is I want to do, and depending on what I'm focusing on at that in that season. Um I don't really I don't really have one. Um yeah, that's fine, you know. It's a, it right becomes, this moment. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Because I feel like there's been there's been so many changes and the probably the closest one that I would have to a quote right now would be and I forget who says it um but um the the essentially the thing so there's two things um if you're not growing you're dying and um and I would rather go through the pain of growth than to slowly wither away. 
that is equally as painful and there's no payoff to it. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the next quote, the next, the next quote is not a quote. It's a story of the telltale heart. And um, I think it's Edgar Allan Poe where it reminds me that it's not worth it to lie. It's always going to be more beneficial to just be honest the first time. And so I've, I mean, since, since high school, I think. I just love that's, a, that's always. Oh, like, can you imagine that? Like, that, well, it was under the it was under the um floor, right? Yeah, because he killed, he killed the guy, buried him in the floor. And he was like, he could hear the heart beating, and it's just like, and it was driving him crazy. Where he just like told on himself, and it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah, I, I would rather just be honest and and forward even if it hurts a little bit like i may not always have a spoonful of sugar for you but you're gonna know where i stand at the end of the day okay okay next question last meal what will it be and who will prepare it so my sister who is a chef would definitely be cooking it uh my last meal would at this point in my life if it was, if my last meal was tomorrow, um, she would definitely make, um, it's a Mediterranean dish of braised lamb and grilled chicken with, uh, saffron white rice and, um, probably some, it's like a it's like a three green lettuce meal, uh, lettuce uh, grain uh, greens at the bottom, like mixed greens, uh, with like lettuce and maybe like not arugula because arugula sucks, um, but <laughs> but like romaine lettuce, uh, cabbage and uh, bean sprouts with um, pita chips, yeah, uh, roasted red peppers. And some tomatoes, like cherry tomatoes, with some feta and tzatziki sauce, with some uh, red pepper sauce. That's what I was waiting on the sauce. It's with that yeah. braised lamb, you got that little sauce. It's just a little green. Yeah. Gosh. People missing out in life. Okay. Sis would create that. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite holiday? Um, I don't think I have a favorite holiday and um, because my, I have a, like my favorite time of year is any time that I'm able to spend with the family. Um, so even if it's on like a random weekend in March or um, in, in coming down in June or something like that, uh, random, random time in September or whatever, it's any like that's any time that I'm able to spend with um, my my siblings, my family, um, especially with the with the new generation. Like the, I don't really like the commercialism of holidays, and so yeah, it's 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 more important to me when I t- and I say and it's funny because I was talking to my siblings about this. If you have to wait to see me during a holiday, we don't have that, but we don't have the better of relationships. We don't. 
We don't. If you are waiting to see me, uh, like, oh, we have to spend Thanksgiving together or we have to spend Christmas together. Like, I understand that because of the time off. But if you can't make time to see me on a random Tuesday or whatever, then seeing me during the holidays isn't going to make much difference to me. The reason why I have such a, a, a better relationship um, with the people who I see randomly throughout throughout the year, not randomly because we plan it out, but instead of seeing them just on holidays, the reason why we have such a good relationship is because we don't have to have a reason. Like I don't have to wait until there's a death or until there's a wedding or a birth or whatever. Like, no, like, look, I know Corona's out here, but my nephew, like, my nephew, he called me, he, he, he told my sister, he was like, I really want her to come for my birthday. And I was just like, but outside is closed. I don't care. I want her to come for my birthday. Okay, I'm getting my ticket now. And so it's just like, I, I have to come. We have that relationship. This is the Megas with Leah. Oh, I can respond to that so quickly. I hold it. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. Okay. No, okay. go ahead. No, go ahead. no. That's when we get into the conversation, it's fine. When we get, we we can rehash it during the episode. That's what I'm saying. We still okay. got to do the episode. Just tell you. Just tell you. Okay. Okay. Um, next question. We can close. We got one more after this one. How would you want people to remember you? Oh man. Um. I don't think I want people to necessarily remember me. I want them to remember how they felt when they walked away from me. So even if, even if they don't remember my name, they don't remember who I am. They don't remember what I did. um, They'll remember how they felt. So if I can empower someone you know, to live their best life. If I can empower someone to start that business, to, to, you know, go after that relationship or to chase that dream or to be, be a better person who they are, um, than who they are. I think that that is more important to me than having a long legacy filled with accolades that I did, but nobody, but nobody can say like, Oh, um, like Leah, Leah did X, Y, Z. How did she make you feel though? Like, how did, how did you, how did you embrace her presence? Would you have her over for dinner? You know, and a lot of times in the group, you know, um, I think Jay said it before, uh, you know, oh yeah, you get the party started. And it's like, that. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Like it's, it's, you want to, I want people to have fun with it with me. There's so much BS in the world. And so is it sucks. A lot of the times, 70% of the time, everything sucks because we're doing the same thing all day, every day. And then we have these little breaks where we just get to exhale. We get to let our hair down. We get to kind of be more of who we are. We get to break out of our show. We get to try something new just that 30% of the time. And so if you're spending that 30% of the time with me, I want you to like, just like you're doing now, smile, be happy, be free of all that other stuff. So um, I think I would want my, um, I would want 
people to to feel feel empowered and feel feel relaxed, feel jovial, feel less stressed when they talk to me. When they walk away from me, I want them to feel like, yeah, I got this. And what? Feel at peace. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm share that with G Jack. Um, last question. <laughs> <laughs> last question. How would you describe your culture? Um. My culture is unique in the same at the same time. Uh, my culture is unique because it is mine, but it's the same because I get to connect with people in different areas and different states, not just because of the color of my skin, but because of shared experiences that I would have had. So I get to talk about the uncles playing dominoes. I get to talk about playing basketball with the cousins. I get to talk about being in church all day, every day, not knowing you had a three o'clock service and you should have worn a different outfit because it's so hot now and it's the middle of the day. I don't have to wait for this other church to come in and we got to sing in a choir and we got to serve and all this other stuff. I don't want to have to do all these things. And so um, I think that um, my culture is amazing. And while it may not be, um, it's it's not something that can be explained, but once you have it and it's shared, it is awesome. And I love all that. Very well spoken. Very well put together. Everything here has been awesome here with the makers of Leah. Make sure to check Leah's out. Can you give us your handles for the audience, for everyone's listening right now, Leah? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you can find me at Take Up Space Pod. That's Take Up Space P O D uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we are almost at one thousand followers on Twitter. So Lovely. hop on that bandwagon. Um, we, I, um, you can also if you want to. Uh, I do public speaking consulting. So if you have a speech coming up, if you are. Um, having trouble getting the team morale up as a, as a people manager or closing sales as a salesperson, don't worry. I got you. Uh, follow me at champions of discourse. Uh, you can go to champions of discourse.com or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter champions of discourse. And, um, you can do a group consultation or, um, do a one-on-one consultation and talk about the importance of learning how to do public speaking effectively. There you go. There y'all have it. And if you want to hear more from Leah, you can check her out once again at Take Up Space Pod, Champions of Discourse, or you can listen to this upcoming episode of um, Everything Culture. But make sure to stay tuned. Check us out. And you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and am I forgetting anything else right now? Well, all of those under Everything Culture. And you can find us at Twitter at Every THG Culture. We appreciate you, Leah. And we'll see you very soon in this upcoming episode. Peace. Bye.